Rhine Gold Extra Dry. Yes, sir, put some Rhine Gold on ice, because it can add a lot to your enjoyment of the game. Here is a beer with the clean, clear taste. Brisk and bright all the way through. Rhine Gold is beer as beer should taste. Dry tells you why. And say, right now would be a good time to light up a Viceroy. In familiar soft pack or new slide top case, Viceroy has got the taste that's right. It's almost game time, so settle back with a tall, cold glass of Rhine Gold and enjoy the action. This is the third and concluding game of this series. So far, the Pittsburgh Pirates have won both games on Friday afternoon and again last night. So the New York Mets are hoping to get out with a victory this afternoon to snap their losing streak, which has now reached nine straight, the longest losing streak of the season for the New York Mets. And they would like to terminate that before the All-Star break. Now here are the starting lineup from batting orders. First for the New York Mets. Leading off and playing third base today is Jim Hickman. This is not the first time that Hickman has played third. Casey Singler has had him there before. He had him at third base in the exhibition game against Buffalo and then in Chicago, in Pittsburgh the following day. He had him at third base. Hickman has not played a great deal of uh, infield during his minor league career, but Casey Singler is giving him a shot there. Batting second and playing second base is Ron Hunt. Duke Snyder is playing right field this afternoon, and he is batting third. And the newly arrived catcher, Jesse Gonder, is batting cleanup this afternoon. He's followed by Frank Thomas, who is in left field, and then first baseman Tim Harkness. Jimmy Pearsall is playing center field and batting seventh. Larry Burright is playing shortstop and batting eighth, and Jay Hook is on the mound. Right now, the umpires have come out to meet with manager Casey Singler of the New York Mets and Bill Mazeroski, the field captain of the Pittsburgh Pirates, representing manager Danny Murtaugh. This is a custom begun by Dick Grote when he was the field captain of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Murtaugh always sent out Dick Grote with the lineup cards, and uh, Murtaugh has continued that custom with the field captain, Bill Mazeroski. Here's the lineup in batting order now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Leading off and playing second base is Dick Schofield. Batting second and playing center field, Bill Verdon. The right fielder, Roberto Clemente, is batting third. And in left field today and batting cleanup, Jerry Lynch. Catching and batting fifth, Smokey Burgess, followed by the first baseman, Don Clendenin. Batting seventh is the rookie third baseman, Bob Bailey, followed by the veteran shortstop, Johnny Logan. And on the mound today for the Pittsburgh Pirates is Vernon Law. Vernon Law in 1960, of course, was the big winner for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He won the Cy Young Award as the outstanding pitcher in the major leagues and then came up with the sore arm that has plagued him since. But he is getting a starting assignment here this afternoon, and Vernon Law is still down there warming up. Right now, the New York Mets are taking the field here at the Polo Grounds. Jay Hook is on his way out toward the mound. The umpires today will be Al Foreman calling balls and strikes. Tom Gorman is at first base. Stan Landis is at second, and Ed Sudall is around at third. Jay Hook has arrived at the mound. And now at the polo grounds, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem.
With the national anthem, Jay Hook now starts his warm-up. You know, it's a big, wide, wonderful world we live in, and what a day. There's so many ways to enjoy life. Boating, golf, tennis, swimming, picnicking, or just relaxing in the backyard. You know what goes with all of this? Well, sure you do. Rheingold Extra Dry Beer. It's the wonderful beer to enjoy on a wonderful day like this. In fact, Rheingold makes even ordinary days seem wonderful. It's the flavor that does it. The extra refreshing flavor that is Rheingold's alone. And dry tells you why. Rheingold's way of brewing is long, slow, and costly, but it pays off in taste. It gives Rheingold the happiest taste in beer today. But why not find that out for yourself? The next chance you get, open up or order a fine, cold Rheingold. Discover why millions say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Discover why Rheingold is New York's largest selling beer. Now let's check the Mets defense around. At first base, it's Tim Harkness. At second base, Ron Hunt. At shortstop, Larry Burright. At third base, Jim Hickman. In left field, Frank Thomas. In center field, Jimmy Pearsall. In right field, Duke Snyder. Jesse Gunder is the catcher, and Jay Hook is the pitcher. Stepping in to lead off for the Pittsburgh Pirates is switch-hitting second baseman Dick Schofield, batting left against right-handed Jay Hook, and here's the first pitch of the game. Swung on and missed strike one. Schofield has a season's average of 243. He has two home runs and 21 runs batted in. Jay Hook with a no-wind-up delivery, swung on and missed the breaking ball, and it's strike two. Hook has a record this year of three victories and nine losses. Twenty-six years of old from Gray's, twenty-six years of age from Gray's Lake, Illinois. Here's a swing and a miss, and Schofield is a strikeout victim. One away, nobody on base, and coming up now is the center fielder Bill Verdon. He's batting 241. He has four home runs and 23 runs batted in. Burton had a three-run homer here last night. That broke a 2-2 tie and put the Pirates out front at that time 5-2 as they went on to victory. Here is a swing and a miss. Strike one. Pirates won last night's game by a score of 11-3 over the New York Mets. That pitch is low for ball. One and one. Roberto Clemente is waiting on deck now for the Pirates. Here's the pitch swung on. It's a ground ball to second. Taken deep by Hunt, and he plays over to Harkness in time. Two away. That'll bring up Roberto Clemente, the right fielder, batting 315. He is the sixth leading batter in the National League. He has eight home runs and 34 runs batted in. He has had one home run in each of the two previous games of this series. Starting play today in the National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers are on top. The San Francisco Giants in second place, two games out. It pitches a little tight for ball one. The Chicago Cubs are in third place in the National League, three games out. The St. Louis Cardinals, three and a half. Cincinnati Reds, four. The Milwaukee Braves, six and a half. The Pittsburgh Pirates, eight and a half. This is a breaking ball low as the many move back in the batter's box. Take that one, two and oh. He looks down to Pittsburgh coach Frank Osiak, the sign man at third. Ron Northey is the Pittsburgh coach at first base. 
Here's a swing and a drive in the left for the first base hit of the ball game. Frank Thomas over scoops it up, plays it into second, and Clemente turns and holds with a sharp single to left. So the Pirates get a base runner with Jerry Lynch coming up now. He is a left-hand batter, playing left field today, batting 243, seven home runs, and 19 runs back in. Last night in the National League, the Pirates defeated the Mets 11 to 3. The Milwaukee Braves took both ends of a twilight doubleheader from the Houston Colt 45, 7 to 1, and 2 to nothing. That pitch is low for a ball. Cincinnati beat the Dodgers yesterday, 3 1. Phillies shut out the Cubs, 6 0, and the Giants beat St. Louis, 5 to 3. Jay Hook checks the runner, and here is the pitch outside for a ball. It's 2 0 now to Jerry Lynch. The American League yesterday, the Yankees beat Cleveland 11 to 6. Baltimore beat Minnesota 2 to 1. Detroit over Kansas City 8 to 4. Last night, the Red Sox over the White Sox 6 to 2. And Washington beat the Los Angeles Angels 3 to 2 in 10 innings in the twilight night game. Here's the pitch in there for a call strike to Lynch. It's 2 and 1. Tommy Davis of the Los Angeles Dodgers is leading the batting race in the National League with a mark of 333, followed by Bill White of the Cardinals and Dick Grote of the Cardinals. Here's a swing and a high pop to short center field. Second baseman Ron Hutt chases it out. He is called. He's waiting, and he makes the catch. The side is retired in the top of the first as the Pirates got no runs on one hit, no errors, and one left at the end of a half inning. It's the Pirates, nothing in the Mets coming up, nothing. And let's stay right on the subject of baseball and see if you have the answer to this Rheingold riddle. Let's suppose the batter hits a long fly ball down the right field foul line. The right fielder comes over to the line in an attempt to make the catch. With his feet in fair territory, he extends his hands over the foul line and drops the ball. You got it? Feet in fair territory, ball drops in foul territory. Give up? Well, the correct ruling is foul ball. The position of the ball in relation to the foul line is the determining factor, so foul ball is the correct ruling in this case. Now here's a ruling, a rule of thumb that's correct in any case. If you want beer as beer should taste, the one to order is Rheingold Extra Dry. And those two words, extra dry, tell you why. Yes, sir, they tell you that Rheingold has a taste all its own, brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Enjoy some. We're going now to the bottom half of the first inning. The Pirates have Don Clendenin at first base, Dick Schofield at second, Johnny Logan is at short, and Bob Bailey is around at third. Jerry Lynch is the left fielder, Bill Burton is in center, Roberto Clemente is in right. Smokey Burgess, the catcher, Vernon Law, the pitcher. Law has won two games and lost two thus far this season. He is 33 years of age. Has no record against the Mets this season. Lifetime record against the Mets, one victory and no losses. In the National League, the lifetime record of Vernon Law, 117 wins, 108 losses. Here's a pitch to Jim Hickman, swung on and missed, strike one. Jim Hickman playing third base today for the Mets and leading off. Again, Vernon Law with the pitch. Swung on as a ground ball is short. Logan bobbles it for a moment, now picks up and throws on. He had it up in his arms and sort of had to grab it off his chest to make the throw on in time to get Hickman. 
Huawei, nobody on, and second baseman Ron Hunt coming up. The Mets' leading batter with a mark of 268, five home runs and 20 runs batted in. First, Jesse Gondas. He's batting 343, but Gondas has been up only 35 times this year. Hunt has been up 265 times, and that's 71 hits. Thompson pitches. In there, fastball for a call strike. Earlier this year, Vernon Law was at Kinston, North Carolina in the Carolina League as the Pirates had him down there where he could get some work to try to get his arm in shape. Then brought him back. Here's a swing, a foul ball on the right field line. Clem Dunnan chases over to the stands, but this is out of play. Two strike count. Vernon Law came back in 1962 with a sore arm and all and won 10 games for the Pirates. He completed 7 out of 20 starts, the second best on the team last year. Two of his seven losses were one-run games. Breaking ball swung on. Ground ball to short. Johnny Logan with the throw on to Clendenin and they're two away. Now right fielder Duke Snyder coming up for the Mets, batting 223 with 12 home runs and 28 runs batted in. Gets his sign now from Smokey Burgess. And the pitch is low and away for ball. Sally Hemus is coaching at first base for the Mets and Cookie Lavagetta around at third. That pitch is in there for a call strike to Snyder, 1-1. When the Pirates won the pennant in 1960, Vernon Law was their leading pitcher. He won 20 games and lost nine that year. Breaking ball is swung on and missed. It's one and two. Throughout 1961-62 and so far this year, Law has been troubled with uh, a sore arm. Shoulder muscle, actually, was the diagnosis. Here's a one-two pitch. It's high away for ball. It's two-two. Law has been in the Pittsburgh organization since 1948. Pitches outside for a ball. It's a full count to Duke Snyder. Here's a payoff pitch. Swung on and there's one going back through the box and run out in the center field for a base hit for Snyder. Up with it is center fielder Bill Verdon plays it in, and Snyder is on at first with a base hit. Smashing that one back through the box, and that'll bring up cleanup better Jesse Gonder, who is ridding himself of the shin guards right now. Gonder got two hits last night in his debut performance as a New York Met after having arrived here from the Cincinnati Reds. He has a batting average for the season of 343 with three home runs and five runs batted in, and Casey Single has him batting cleanup today, had him batting fifth last night. 
He's a left-hand batter. One time was in the New York Yankee organization. He's traded on to Cincinnati in exchange for a relief pitcher, Marshall Bridges. Last year at San Diego, he led the Pacific Coast League in hitting and was the most valuable player in the league. He checks that swing and takes it for a ball. He swung the body around but did not swing the bat and it's ball one. Vernon Law is married to Vanita McGuire. They have five sons, and all of the names start with a V. So Vernon and Vanita have sons Belden, Verrill, Vance, Vaughn, and Barlin. Here's a pitch that's in there for a called strike. It's one and one. Frank Thomas is waiting on deck now for the New York Mets. There's no score, and we're in the bottom of the first. This pitch is outside to Gunder. Two and one. Gunder's wearing number 16. After the All-Star break, he's going to change to uniform number 12. Just a personal preference. Here is a swing and a miss. Two-two. across toward left field at the polo grounds today. Here is a swing and a miss and Gonder is out swinging. That's the first strikeout for Vernon Law. The side is retired. Bottom of the first, the Mets got no runs on one hit, no errors in one left and at the end of an inning. It's the Pirates nothing, the Mets nothing. Tomorrow is an off day. The All-Star game will be played in Cleveland on Tuesday and then Wednesday night, the Mets will open up here at the Polo Grounds with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, that game is not on the schedules that were printed before or at the start of the season because it's a makeup game of one previously rained out. So keep in mind that Wednesday night, the Mets and the Dodgers meet here. They play again on Thursday night and on Friday night and then on Saturday afternoon, and Saturday afternoon will be family day. Incidentally, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights, the gates will be open at 5.30 p.m. Tickets, of course, are now on sale for that series between the Dodgers and the Mets. And we advise you to uh, get your tickets early because it'll be a big series. The Dodgers are out on top in the National League race right now. In the top half of the second inning, the Pittsburgh Pirates will send up Smokey Burgess, Don Clendenin, and Bob Bailey to face right-hander Jay Hook. Now Burgess is stepping in. Smokey is batting 272 with four home runs and 27 runs batted in. Looks looking in to get a sign from Jesse Gunder. Pitch breaks high for ball. This 
is in there for a call strike. One and one. The one-one pitch, and he checked. He swung the body around, but not the bat, and it's two and one. Took it high. Smokey was all set to tee off on that one. drive down the line and right way up there if it stays fair and it is a home run for Smokey Burgess. On the rooftop and down the line and right. And the Pirates go out in front here by a score of one to nothing on the fifth home run of the season by Smokey Burgess. Nobody on and nobody out. It is Don Clendenin, the first baseman, batting 290 with eight home runs and 31 runs batted in. Jay Hook's pitch is a little tight for ball one. That was a towering fly ball hit by Burgess right down the line and right, and it disappeared over the rooftop. There's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. It's one and one. Dunnan walks back to get the rosin bag. Jay hooks 1-1 one, one offering. Breaking ball, it's in there for a call strike. It's 1-2. and two. And the 1-2 pitch. Fastball low, and it's 2-2 two and two now. Beautiful baseball day at the Polo Grounds. Breaking ball swung on and has a fly ball to right. Snyder will have a long run coming in. Can't get it. Drops in for base hit. Snyder picks it up, plays it back in, and Clendenin is on with the Texas League. Snyder was coming in. Hunt was going out and it dropped between them. So with nobody out in the runner at first, it's Bob Bailey coming up now. Bailey is batting 235 with seven home runs and 29 runs batted in. Jay Hook checks the runner and here's the pitch. Breaking ball in there for a call strike. Don Clendenin bluffed to start at first base. General Manager Joel Brown of the Pittsburgh Pirates, seated in the Pirate Club box next to the Pittsburgh dugout this afternoon. Turned him inside for ball. One and one. Ben Dunnan takes his lead now. He's running. Here's a swing and a fly ball to right. Snyder moving over near the wall. He's at the wall, and he can't get it as this one goes into the stands for a home run. Just getting in. Snyder sort of ducked away thinking that one might come right off the top of the wall, but it barely got in in right field. It is the eighth home run of the season for Bob Bailey, and it's a two-run homer, putting the Pirates out in front by a score of three to nothing. just got into the lower deck in right field as Snyder was at the wall 
And at the last minute, just sort of ducked because uh, he could not reach it. And he thought that it might ricochet off of there, but it didn't. It went in. Now there's action in the Met bullpen. Here's the pitch to Johnny Logan. It's high. The ball one. Comes all the way back. Off the glove of Gonder. And it is Roger Craig up and throwing for the Mets in the bullpen. First with the all-star break coming up. Uh, plenty of pitching talent available. Here's a swing and a foul ball back of first. Harkness gives it a run and so does Gonder. And this one hits in the track and nobody can get to it. This one hits. Midway of the warning track, just to the right of the Mets dugout, but neither Gonda nor Harkness was close to the ball at the time it dropped. So it is one and one to Johnny Logan with nobody on and still nobody out for the Pirates in the top half of the second. The Pirates lead 3-0. Here's a breaking ball, swung on and missed. You up next in the Pirate batting order. This is in there for a call, strike three. So Jay Hook has chalked up his second strikeout of the day as he's got Johnny Logan looking, and with one away, Vernon Law is coming up. Law has been up 15 times this year and has two hits. up delivery. Fires outside for ball one. It's a swing and a drive into left. It's a base hit for Vernon Law. Frank Thomas has to go all the way to the base of the wall up with it. Law takes the turn at first and holds on as Thomas's throw goes to second. That is the fourth hit for the Pirates this inning. Their fifth hit of the ball game and will bring up Dick Schofield. He's been up one time and he struck out swinging. Vernon Law takes a short lead at first base. Breaking ball is in there for a call strike. Harkness is not holding Law on at first. They don't figure he'll be running. Swing and a miss. A two-strike count now to Dick Schofield with Bill Verdon waiting around on deck. for a ball. It's one and two. The man on base, Jay Hook, takes his sign in a set position off the rubber. Having got the sign, then he just moves up about six inches in the same position and toes the rubber. Here's a swing, Animus. Another strikeout, the third strikeout for Hook. Two away, lost still at first, and Bill Verdon's coming up. He's been up one time and grounded out second to first.
striking ball in there for a call strike. Most of the all-star contingents, of course, will be leaving tonight for Cleveland. And tomorrow is occupied with meetings of various kinds. And then the ball game is played on Tuesday. This pitch is inside for ball. It's 1-1. Usually at all-star time, the pension committee meets. Player representatives meet. An opportunity, of course, for general managers, club presidents to get together. Here is a swing and a miss. One and two. The All-Star game being played this year in Cleveland for the third time. The first All-Star game, of course, was played in Chicago in 1933. The second one was played right here at the Polo Grounds in 1934. And then the third one was played at Cleveland in 1935. And then again in 1954 there. Here is a pitch high for a ball. It's 2-2. Two men out and a runner at first. Pirates leading 3-0. Took checks and here's a pitch. Swung on and chopped off foul. So the count holds at 2-2 two two to Bill Verdon. bullpen and Jim Pearsall goes over to retrieve it and fired back on over to the bullpen area. Burden waggles the bat as he waits for the 2-2. It's on the way. Swan has a foul ball on the left field line curving into the stands and out of play. Hits in the upper deck and rebounds into the lower deck. Where a fan made a clean catch and uh, has a souvenir. pitch. Breaking ball inside. It's a full count now to Verdon. Don Rowe is getting up in the med bullpen now. And Don Rowe has begun to warm up. Howard Duggott questioning the count as Al Foreman Indicates to them what it is. And there is a pitch outside. Law is moving on 3-2, and it's a walk. The first one given up by Hunt, by Hook. And we'll bring up Roberto Clemente with runners at first and second, two men out. Clemente's been up one time and singled sharply to left field. Getting a sign from Jesse Gunder. And the pitch to the right-hand batter is swung on and missed. Strike one. Vernon Law, the base runner at second. Bill Verdon, the base runner at first. Jay Hook takes him over now to rub up the ball.
pitch. He swung around and lined into right field for a base hit. Brendan Law is rounding third. As Snyder comes up with the ball in right. Law is coming home. Snyder's throw goes to second. Runners hold first and third with one run in on the single to right. The Pirates lead by a score of four to nothing. That is Clemente's second hit of this ball game. Jerry Lynch coming up now, the ninth man to come up here in the top half of the second inning for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Casey Single is coming slowly out of the dugout, looking down to the bullpen where Don Rowe is, the man warming up. He is a left-hander. Casey now crossing the baseline and going on out. As Jay Hook has been bombed here in the top half of the second inning for four runs. And five hits, two of them home runs in this inning. And they're going to go to the bullpen. That's going to be all for Jay Hook. Don Rowe is going to be coming in here now. Rowe has no one or lost record, making his 23rd appearance of the season here today. As the Mets trail by four runs, and as Rowe makes the walk-in, we pause now for station identification. This is WGY Schenectady, 810 on your dial, where the time is 2.32 and the temperature is 72 degrees. This is Lindsay Nelson with Ralph Kiner and Bob Murphy at the Polo Grounds in New York. Jay Hook standing there with Casey and Jesse Gonda waiting for Don Rowe to arrive. has pitched one and two-thirds innings in which he has given up four runs on six hits. He has struck out three and walked one. And now Hook turns and walks toward the clubhouse. It's a long walk here at the Polo Grounds when a pitcher is taken out of the ball game because he has that long way to go to the clubhouse which is located in the deepest part of center field. And as Don Rowe gets set to warm up, take a look at the scoreboard. Philadelphia Phillies meeting the Chicago Cubs this afternoon at Wrigley Field, and it's going to be Art Mahaffey against Dick Ellsworth. Milwaukee Braves are in Houston for a Sunday night game in Houston, Texas. That's uh, custom begun this year. Cincinnati Reds are on the coast to play the Dodgers in a doubleheader. Dodgers will be here, of course, on Wednesday night. July 10th, Thursday night, July 11th, Friday night, July 12th, Saturday afternoon, July 13th. St. Louis Cardinals are in San Francisco for a doubleheader against the Giants. The American League, New York Yankees are in Cleveland for a doubleheader at the end of three innings. It's Cleveland five, the Yankees one, Ralph Terry against Kralik. Max Alvis and Johnny Bright have homered in that ball game. The end of a half inning, the White Sox nothing, the Red Sox nothing. Wilhelm getting a start today against LeMay, but the end of an inning, it's Baltimore 1, Minnesota nothing, Perry against Pappas. At the end of six innings, it is the Washington Senators 5 and the Los Angeles Angels 3, chance against Daniels. Right here, Lynch is in and waiting, and here is the pitch by Rowe. Lined into left field for a base hit. That will score Burton. Up with it as Thomas plays it in. Clemente holds it second. That run charged against Jay Hook. 
as Lynch picked on the first ball pitch by Don Rowe and landed into left. And the Pirates lead by a score of five to nothing. With Smokey Burgess coming up. Smokey Burgess was the first man up in this inning, and he homered over the right field roof. So it's coming up for his second time in the inning. Swing and a foul ball. He golfed that one on the ground. Kansas City A's are in Detroit today to play the Detroit Tigers in the first game. It's Orlando Pena against Jim Bunning. Here's a pitch high to Smokey Burgess. Galen Sisko now up and throwing in the Met bullpen with the Pirates out in front. Getting five runs here in the top half of the second inning. Romini is the base runner at second. Jerry Lynch is the base runner at first. This pitch is low and away for a ball. It's two and one. Don Clendenden waiting around on deck for the Pirates. Runners leading first and second. And the 2-1 offering is low for a ball. That runs it out to three balls and one strike to Burgess. Last night, the Pirates got seven runs. And the eighth inning off the New York Mets. They have five runs here in the second inning this afternoon. Chicago Cubs scored ten runs on the Mets in one inning. That is the high for an opponent in one inning against the Mets this season. Three-one pitch. is in there for a call strike. It's a full count now. They just didn't think so. With two men out. The runners will be moving on the pitch. Row is set. There go the runners. Here is ball four as Burgess held up. He started to swing, has drawn a walk, and goes to first base. The bases are loaded with Clendenin coming up. Clendenin, of course, coming up for his second time. He singled to right, dropped the Texas leaguer out there. And was on base when Bailey hit his home run. Left-hander Don Rowe getting his sign with runners at first, second, and third. That pitch is low for ball one. in there for a call strike. It's one and one. Again, roll with the pitch. That's in there for a call strike two. It's one and two. Clendenin turns now and walks back out of the batted box and over toward the on-deck circle to get the rosin back. Out of his hand once, tosses the bag back and comes back into the batter's box.
around and starts signs again. Now has it. Swing on, and it's a ground ball to second. Hunter's up with it, plays to Harkness, and the side retires. So in the top half of the second, Pittsburgh Pirates got five runs on six hits, no errors, and three left. And at the end of an inning and a half, it is the Pirates five, the Mets nothing. We're going to the bottom of the second, and the New York Mets will be sending up Frank Thomas to lead off. Vernon Law, the picture today for the Pittsburgh Pirates. has a season's batting average of 245 with five home runs and 24 runs batted in. Here's a swing and a fly ball on the left. Lynch is coming over and so is Burden. And Burden calls and makes the catch. One away and first baseman Tim Harkness approaches the plate with a batting average of 201. Seven home runs and 28 runs batted in. Resuming after the All-Star break, the Dodgers will be in, the Houston Colts 45s, and then the San Francisco Giants. Pitch is low for a ball. 1-0. Gil Hodges has those Washington Senators on a five-game winning streak, and they're ahead this afternoon. That pitch is in there for a call strike. It's 1-1. But Al Foreman holds up play a moment. Now Salahimus, the coach from first base, comes halfway down. And now Pearsall, from several feet back, leaps into the batter's box at a gallop and swings the bat. Here is the pitch. Check swing foul ball to the right side and out of play. It is one and one. Uh, check it. It's a two-strike count. Two-strike count to Pearsall. Two men out and nobody on base. He has the bat cocked and here is Law's delivery. Swung on as a ground ball to short. Johnny Logan scoops it up. 
Underhand to first, and Clem Dunnan comes off the bag to take the throw and tag. Pearsaller goes down in the dirt at first, but he's out. So in the bottom of the second, the Mets got no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of two, it is the Pirates five and the Mets nothing. With the Dodgers and the Giants coming in during this homestand uh, starting Wednesday night. Perhaps you'll want to get your tickets ahead of time or during the series. So here is where you may get Mets game tickets. The advanced ticket window at the Polo Grounds, 8th Avenue side, street level, open seven days a week. Met ticket office in Pennsylvania Station is in the Long Island waiting room. The Met ticket office in Grand Central Station is located at the foot of the Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. You may make ticket reservations at any of the Howard closed stores in the greater New York area. If you want to get your tickets by mail, the address is Ticket Manager, Polo Grounds, New York, 39 New York. Box seats are three fifty each. Reserve seats are two fifty each, and close twenty five cents additionally for postage and for handling. We are going to the third inning, and coming in here now to take you along is Ralph Tanner. Thank you, Lindsay. Pirates lead five to nothing. First man up will be Bob Bailey, who had a two run home run his first time up. Bailey's eighth home run of the year. He's now batting for the first time against Don Rowe, who came in the ballgame in relief with Jay Hook, who is on the record on the losing side. Bailey batting 238. He looks for strike one. Now Rowe, a fast worker, comes back to the plate with a fastball, strike two. Rowe came in the game with two men out in the second inning. He gave up a base hit and a walk and then retired the final man in the inning. Here's a foul ball out of play. So the count remains at 0-2. Jay Hook, the starting pitcher, was sufficiently one and two-thirds innings. He was charged with five runs, gave up six hits, two of the home runs, struck out three and walked one. 0-2 to Bob Bailey. On deck, Johnny Logan, and the pitch back, a change up that's outside. One ball, two strikes. We're in the top of the third. Now the left-hander look at the sign. And into the pitching motion. And the curveball again fouled out of play. Count holds of one and two as Bob Bailey leads off. the new ball. Now Setson comes back to Bailey and a fastball is looked at called strike three. John Rolls first strikeout. And with one out the batter will be Johnny Logan who struck out against Jay Hook. John batting 225. Logan the right hand batter in his first pitch bounced right back to the mound. A one hopper picked up by Rawl. Throw to Harkness for out number two. And now Vern Law will come to bat. Vern singled the left field off starting pitcher Jay Hook. He now has three base hits and 16 times up. Howard five runs on seven hits. The Mets have no runs and one hit. Law trying for his first win against the Mets. He has no decision against them. 
He's a right-hand batter, and he fouls the first pitch off the screen for strike one. One strike count. Gonder giving the signs very slowly. Now gives one back out to the pitcher, and there's the ball hit down to the shortstop. Larry Burright up with the ball and over to first base, and for the first time in the ball game, the Mets retire the side in order. And the score after two and a half innings of play, Pittsburgh Pirates five, the New York Mets nothing. You know, there are many ways to brew beer. Rheingold, well, they take the long, slow, costly way. The extra dry way. And that explains why there's so much, so much more of a wonderful difference in the taste of Rheingold. Yes, dry tells you why. Tells you why Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. Brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Costly ingredients are one thing, and Rheingold has them. But it takes more. Takes the skill of 126 years of brewing experience. The extra dry skill that is Rheingold's alone. And you can measure the difference that dry makes in taste. Rheingold has the happiest taste in beer today. No other beer can quite match it. So it's no wonder that millions say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. But wouldn't you rather discover that difference yourself? Enjoy the extra refreshment that comes with Rheingold extra dry beer. Open up or order up a fine cold Rheingold right now. Larry Burright coming up to bat for the first time against Vern Law. Vern has pitched to seven men so far. He has given up only one base hit. That was a single by Duke Snyder. Burright, a right-hand batter, batting at 231. And the first pitch by the right-handers fouled off the right field side for strike one. Pirates have five runs on seven hits. The Mets have no runs in one hit. We're in the bottom of the third. Now Law back to work with a new ball, and the pitch is inside for ball one. One ball, one strike. Vernon with a record of two wins and three losses this year. Here's the 1-1 delivery, a slow curveball looked at for strike two. Last year, Law was 10-7 and seven on the year. Here's a curve, a fast curve this time, but too low. Two balls, two strikes. 1960, Vernon Law was the man who led the Pittsburgh Pirates along with Dick Grote to their first pennant in quite some time. Now the 2-2 pitch, a fastball right through there, calls strike three. The pitch up around the letters on the inside corner, and Vernon Law picks up his third strikeout. And the batter coming up is John Rawl. Don has two hits and nine times up. He started out in his first year in baseball and played first base. He's a good hitting pitcher. And the first pitch to Don Rowe is low for ball one. Now Law working back to the plate. There's a hard ground ball to second. A big hop for Schofield. He handles the play easily. The ball is dropped by Clem Denon, but after he was trying to take the ball out of the glove, the throw to the catcher, Smokey Burgess. 
Linden and had moved off the bag and dropped the ball in trying to remove it from his glove. Two men on and Jim Hickman comes up for the second time. Jim bounced to short his first time up. He's playing the third base today. Hickman, a right-hand batter, batting 226. Score five to nothing, the Pirates lead. Here's the first pitch to Jim. And it's over, a slider for strike one. When Vernon Law broke in with the Pirates, he threw a fastball and a slider. Did not have much of a curve. Now he throws a very good change curveball. And he comes back with a fastball this time. Again, it's over, looked at, strike two. Vernon not too fast. He's sneaky because of the way he mixes up his pitches. Now, two strikes. The pitch back to Jim Hickman is in the dirt. One ball and two strikes. Vernon troubled by a sore, sore shoulder in his years after his fine year in 1960, and it was brought upon when he twisted an ankle. The actual damage done in a victory celebration after the Pirates had won the pennant in Milwaukee. There's a fly ball to right field. Moving back is Kameni, uh, and he makes the catch to retire the side. Kameni's had a great series against the New York Mets this year. Right here in this one, he's made some great catches in right field, and he has been a strong hitter. Kameni has three home runs in his last three games, a single home run in each of the last three. One at Philadelphia, and then one in each of the first two games of this series. Hey fans, your copy of the Met Yearbook can be picked up very simply by writing in to Met Yearbook, Polar Grounds, New York, 39, New York, and sending 50 cents right along with your request. That way you will get yours in the mail as soon as possible and you'll have a chance to join the many thousands of people who have picked up their copies. It's a mighty interesting book for your consumption and has over 100 pictures of the different Met players, some fine stories in it, and autographs of the different ball players. Send 50 cents to Met Yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York, 39, New York. All the Pirates coming up here in the fourth inning. They lead by a score of five to nothing. And the first man up will be the leadoff man, Dick Schofield, batting for the first time. And Dick looks at the first pitch for ball one. He has struck out twice. And the pitch back is bounced down the short, a two-hopper picked up by Burwright over the first in time for out number one. So Schofield, batting from the right-hand side for the first time in the ballgame, stops the strikeout. But he does ground out for out number one, and it brings up Bill Verdon, who has walked and bounced the second. left-hand batter, batting at 240, and the pitch to him is inside for ball one. Pirates five runs and seven hits, the Mets no runs and one hit. Now Roll comes back with a strike. Count even and one ball and one strike. Here's the left-hander's next pitch. A check in the swing in time. The slider too low, ball two. 
with a three-run home run last night to lead the Pirates to their win. Now he looks again. The pitch low, ball three. Three balls and one strike. Pirates won the first game of the series three to one. The second game, 11 to three. Now 3-1, the pitch is inside, ball four, and Don Rowe walks his second man. Burden going to first base, one man out, and Roberto Comeni comes up. Comeni has two base hits in the game. He has driven in one run. Pirates five, Mets nothing. We're in the fourth inning, one man out. And here's the first pitch to Kameni. A call strike, a slider catching the outside corner. The two home runs by Kameni in this series have gone to right field. Now the one strike pitch, a let up, fouled out of play. So Don Rowe has a two strike count on the very dangerous right hand batter. Kameni batting at 320. Sets, looks at first base, and comes in with a slider inside and low. One ball, two strikes. The year the committee led the league in batting, he batted 351. Now the one-two pitch, bounced through the middle, picked up by Burright, then dropped, but picked up by Hunt. He steps on second base, throws the first, but not in time for the double play. But a very alert play by Ron Hunt at second base, saved an air on the play for Burright, and Burright had a sure shot at a double play. He had the ball, it was a high hopper, but in transferring the ball from his glove hand to his throwing hand, he dropped it, but Ron Hunt picked it up, and he was right there to step in the bag. Hunt then tried to pick up the double play on Kameni, but he couldn't do it. So the scoring will go 6-4 on the fourth play at second base. Two men out now, and Jerry Lynch comes up. Jerry singled the left field his last time up, and he drove in a run. He's a left-hand batter, batting 246, and he swings a curveball in the dirt. The ball goes on by Gonder all the way back to the screen. And Kameni sort of walks on down to second base, not trying for third. Time is called. And Al Foreman will look at the ball. It scored a pass ball on Jesse Gonder. That pitch was in the dirt, actually swung on by Jerry Lynch. One strike count on Jerry Lynch, and Don Rowe comes back to the plate high and inside with a curveball. Pitch moves Lynch away from the plate, and the count goes to one and one. lead 5-0. Two men out top of the fourth inning. Now Roll sets, looks at second, and comes back to the plate, and a slider is called strike two. Lynch didn't like this call. Al Foreman's having all kinds of trouble with the batters in this ball game behind home plate. Pearsaw arguing very vehemently on a strike call, and several other of the batters in the ball game. One ball, two strikes, two men out. And the pitch to Lynch is bounce foul. 
Ball going by Ron Northy on toward the lower box seat. Count holding at one ball and two strikes. Jay Hook, the starting pitcher, was shelled out after one and two-thirds innings. He gave up five runs. And that's the way the score stands right here in the top of the fourth inning. The Pirates five, the Mets nothing. Here's the pitch by Dodd Roll back to the plate. And it's high for ball two. Two balls, two strikes, two men out. Alberto Comeni, a fast man at second base, playing a very nonchalant game there. He's standing with his hands and his hips, playing a very safe base running game. Rowe steps off the pitching rubber, tries to move Comeni back. He was not more than four steps away. He didn't move. Now a 2-2, back to the plate, and the curveball popped up back of home plate. Jesse Condor coming back by the screen, and the ball goes on the screen out of play. So once again, the count will stay at two balls and two strikes. Jesse Gardner only started catching about three years ago. When he came into baseball in the Cincinnati organization, he was an outfielder. Last year, he became the first catcher to win the Most Valuable Player Award in the Pacific Coast League, and he was the second catcher to ever lead that league in batting. Two balls and two strikes. And the pitch back to Lynch is low for a full count now. Three balls and two strikes. Connor wasn't sure when I asked him who was the catcher who had led the league in batting before he. It was a San Diego catcher, and we narrowed it down to two. We'll have to look it up. It was either George Detour or Bill Sawkell. Now 3-2. Rowe comes in, and the ball is drilled foul. Right on by Tim Harkness. Not foul by too much. And once again, the count will stay on the foul ball. This time at 3-2. and two. Pirates 5, Mets nothing. Two men out top of the fourth. And now a 3-2, Don Rowe goes outside, and it's ball four. Rowe's third walk since he came in the game in the second inning with two men out. Now the Pirates have runners at first and second base, and Smokey Burgess coming to bat. Smokey has walked and hit a home run. A home run is fifth this year. He's batting now at 276. And it's Gavin Sisko now up and throwing for the Mets in their bullpen. Smokey, a left-hand batter. And once again, Don Rowe steps off the pitching rubber, tries to bluff Kameni back, and then he asks for a complete new set of sides. Now the pitch, and there's a line drive over the first baseman's head, a base hit. Kameni will score, going to third base. Jerry Lynch, and holding at first base with a second run batted in a Smokey Burgess. Pirates now lead by a score of 6 to nothing, and while we wait for Don Clendenin to come to bat, we'll pause for station identification. WGY Schenectady, where you can hear all the games of the New York Mets. For baseball, for the best in music, for comprehensive, reliable news reporting, stay tuned to WGY. Along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from the Polar Grounds. The Pirates now six runs on eight hits, the Mets no runs and one. And the batter is Don Clendenin. Don has one for two. 
And the right-hand batter drills one to left field, a base set. Coming in from third base is Jerry Lynch. And going to second base on the single, and the run batted in is Smokey Burgess. The score now 7 to nothing, and here comes Casey Stengel. Pittsburgh Pirates, seven runs on nine hits. The Mets have no runs and one hit, and Galen Cisco has been called into the game. That is all for Don Rowe. And now, while we wait for Galen to come in, here's Lindsey Nelson to bring you up to date on the scores. All right, Ralph, in the National League, at the end of two innings of play, it's the Philadelphia Phillies nothing and the Chicago Cubs nothing. Art Mahaffey going against Dick Ellsworth. Milwaukee Braves are in Houston in another Sunday night contest. Cincinnati Reds meet the Los Angeles Dodgers in a doubleheader on the coast this afternoon. The Dodgers, of course, will be here at the Polo Ground Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon. The St. Louis Cardinals are in San Francisco to take on the Giants, and it's Kurt Simmons against Jack Stanford in the first game out there. The American League, the Yanks and Cleveland going to the bottom of the fifth with Cleveland leading 5-1. Kunkel has relieved Terry in the fifth inning for the Yanks. Kralik going for Cleveland. Alvis, Bright, Luplo, and Askew have homered in that game. At the end of three and a half innings, the White Sox and the Red Sox no score. Hoyt Wilhelm getting a start today for the White Sox against Jack LeMabe of the Red Sox. At the end of four and a half innings, the Orioles lead the Minnesota Twins 1-0. It's Perry against Tapas in that one. And at the end of eight innings of play, the Washington Senators seven and the Los Angeles Angels three. Chance started the Angels. Nelson in the seventh, Lee in the eighth. Benny Daniels is going for Washington. Perry, King, and Locke have homered in the ballgame. The Senators have won five straight, and they're well on the way to winning another. That's the first game of a doubleheader. Kansas City's at Detroit in a doubleheader, and at the end of an inning and a half, it's the Athletics won, the Tigers won. Pena against Bunning. Chuck Asijan is homered in the second with nobody on. And right now, here is Ralph Kiner. Okay, Lindsay, the score is 7 nothing. Galen Sisko in the game, and this is his 26th game, 26th appearance. He has a record of four wins and six losses, a right-hand pitcher. Don Rowe going out, worked two innings, was charged with two runs. To this point, the runner's on at first and second, his responsibility. He gave up three hits, he walked three, and struck out one. Galen, the third pitcher used by manager Casey Stengel. The pitcher of record is Jay Hook. Starting pitch in the game. He worked one and two-thirds innings. Now the batter will be Bob Bailey, a right-hand batter. Bailey with a two-run home run. Now takes the first pitch, a high curve. Ball one. Galen Sisko, in his last three appearances in relief, has given up a base hit to the very first man that he has pitched to. One ball, no strikes. Now the right-hander back to Bailey. A slow curve. It's on at the knees for strike one. A home run by Bob Bailey. Scoring two runs. His eighth of the year. He now has driven in 31 runs in his first full season as a pirate player. This is only his third season in professional ball. 1-1 pitch. Bounce to short. Burright picks it up, goes to Hunt, covering the second base for the fourth play, and that retires the side. In the inning, the Pittsburgh Pirates score two runs on two hits. 
There were no errors, and two men were left on. And the score at the end, a three-and-a-half innings to play. The Pirates, seven. The New York Mets, nothing. Moving to the bottom half of the fourth inning, the Mets will send up Ron Hunt, Duke Snyder, and Jesse Gonder against Fern Law, who has given up only one base hit so far in the game. A base hit to Duke Snyder. Vernon looking for his first decision against the Mets this year. Has a record of two and three against the league. And now he'll get all set to work to Ron Hunt, who bounced the shortest first time up. Ron batting 267. And Law with his first pitch misses low and outside for ball one. Now the right-hander back to the plate. And his fastball is on the inside corner. Strike one. One ball, one strike. Here's the 1-1 delivery. And again, the fastball again looked at for strike two. As Lindsey Nelson tells you, Vernon Law has named all of his children with a name that starts with the letter B. First name. And his wife's name is... Benita. Here's a bouncing ball hit down to short. A big hop for Johnny Logan. The throw in the dirt dropped by Don Glendennon. An air to Johnny Logan, and Logan at shortstop made a lob throw to first base, and the ball was out in the half-hop position for Glendennon, and with no speed in the ball, the ball never came up. Hit the end of his glove, and he couldn't get it in there to hold on to it. So the Mets get a break. The first error by the Pittsburgh Pirates, the first in the game, and Duke Snyder steps in. And he fouls the first pitch over toward the third base side. The ball goes out of play. Duke with a base hit his first time up, batting at 227. strike count on the left-hand batter. And the next pitch by Law is outside and high. One ball, one strike. John Clendenin at first base, not holding Ron Hunt on for the Pirates leading 7 to nothing. Here's the final. The Washington Senators have extended their winning streak to six straight games by defeating Los Angeles 7-3. Benny Daniels, the former Pirate pitcher, the winning pitcher. Here's the pitch back to Duke. Two balls and one strike. The pitch high. Home runs by Perry, King, and Locke in the ball game. The losing pitcher was Dean Chance for the Los Angeles Angels. So six in a row for Gil Hodges. Now Duke with a line drive by the shortstop. The left field, a base hit. Ron Hunt moves on down to second base, and Duke now has his second base hit in the game. The second by the Mets in the game off Fern Law. And with runners at first and second base, Jesse Gonder comes to bat. Gonder struck out on a fastball his first time up. Left hand batter, and the first pitch is hit to right field. The money will get to it. He's in deep right center. The runners are tagged up. One runner tagged up. Ron Hunt at second, and he goes over to third. Snyder did not tag up at first base. And after the catch, now the Mets end up with runners at first and third base and one out. 
Now the batter, Frank Thomas. Frank wide out to shallow center field his first time up. He's batting 244. Seven nothing. The Mets with runners at first and third here in the bottom half of the fourth inning with one man out. And Vern Law with his first pitch. He hits Thomas on the fifth. The ball comes over by the dugout. Clendon in a long run. He can't get to it. Ball dropping in. Clendon had made a fine chase after the ball. He was all out all the way. One strike count now in Frank. way under his last year's production of home runs. He has only five this year. Now at one strike, Law comes back with a high slider. It's pulled foul down by Cookie Lavagetto. The ball hit hard. Strike two. Thomas last year hit 34 home runs, 28 off right-hand pitching. The strike two delivery, a fastball popped up out of play. Ball coming back toward the radio booth and dropping down into the lower deck. Count holding it on two. Frank playing against the team that he broke into the major league. Team that he broke in with back in 1951. And 52. Strike two pitch line to left. The base hit. This will score the first run. Von Hunt scoring from third base. And the score now in favor of the Pirates, 7 to 1. Well, with the rally going here, the Mets scoring one run. Right now would be a time to relax with a Viceroy cigarette. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. the base hit by Frank. Duke Snyder moved on to second base, and now Tim Harkness takes the first pitch for ball one. Law comes back again, and again he's outside. Ball two. Tom Sis. And the Pirate bullpen is now up and throwing. Mets with one run on two base hits there in the fourth inning. They trail by six. Now back to Harkness. And there's a blooper in the center field. It's going to drop in, but Duke Snyder had to hold up to see if the ball might be caught. And he can only go to third, but the Mets now have the bases loaded. That ball was hit to center field, a looping fly ball, and Duke Snyder playing it safe with the Mets trailing by six runs. Had to hold up to see whether or not Burden could get to it. 
And he can go only to third base after the ball dropped in. The bases are loaded. The batter, Jimmy Pearsall. And now Verlaw to Jimmy Pearsall. And there's a fly ball to deep left field. This will score one run. Jerry Lynch is out there with the glasses down. He makes the catch. Going after the catch, though, easily is Duke Snyder. No play on him. And the Mets have picked up their second run. Sacrifice fly by Jimmy Pearsall. Pirates now have two men out. Warming up in the bullpen for the Mets. Ken McKenzie still throwing for Pittsburgh, Tom Fitz. Mets have cut the lead now to five runs, and the batter is Larry Burright. Runners at first and second base. And the first pitch to Burright is a call strike. Larry struck out his first time up. Law back, and the swing finds a foul ball back in the screen. Strike two. Pirates seven, Mets two, with the Mets with two runs here in the fourth. Law now back again, and there's a curveball hit down the right field line, but it's going to go foul. Ball into the lower deck, foul by about 15 feet. Oh, that would have put the Mets right back in the ball game if that ball had stayed in there. Ball now sets again, and again at two strikes, he comes in high and tight, and he walks Larry Burright right down to the ground. Count now, one ball and two strikes. need five to tie. They have runners at first and second. Now again, Law back to Burright. Again, he's high. Down now, evens out at two balls and two strikes. Law sets again. And back to Burright with a curve. And this one is line fouled on the third base side. Burright just out in front of the curveball. And once again, he keeps the count at two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Law back to Burride, and the curveball is fouled back in the screen. Larry Burride hanging tough up there at the plate against Vern Law. Frank Thomas at second base. Tim Harkness at first. Two men out, bottom half of the fourth. Now Law sets and comes back again, and this curveball is popped up off the hands to short. Johnny Logan moves over, and he makes the catch to retire the side. In the inning, though, the Mets score their first two runs on three hits. There was one error. Two men were left on, and the score now at the end of four... The Pirates 7, the New York Mets 2. Now here to bring you up to date on the scores around the league, Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph Kiner, in the National League, the Phillies and the Cubs now playing in the bottom half of the fourth inning, and the Phillies are leading by a score of 1 to nothing. Art Mahaffey for Philadelphia, Dick Oldsworth for the Cubs. The Milwaukee Braves are at Houston tonight to play the Colt 45s in a Sunday night game. The Cincinnati Reds are on the coast to play the league-leading Los Angeles Dodgers a doubleheader. And the league-leading Dodgers will be in here on Wednesday night, Thursday night, 
Friday night and Saturday afternoon. The St. Louis Cardinals are in San Francisco for a doubleheader at the end of one inning of play of the first game. There is no score. And it's nothing-nothing with Simmons going against Sanford. In the American League, the Yanks and the Cleveland Indians in the first game of the doubleheader are in the bottom of the sixth with Cleveland now leading by a score of 9-1. to one. Terry with Kunkel in the fifth for the Yanks. Kralik, Jack Kralik for Cleveland. Alvis, Bright, Luplo, and Askew have homered in that ball game. The White Sox and the Red Sox scoreless in the top of the sixth with Wilhelm against LeMay. Going to the bottom of the sixth, Minnesota Twins, the Baltimore Orioles, tied 2-2, Perry against Pappas. Marcino homered in the fifth with nobody on for Baltimore. In the first game of a doubleheader, Gil Hodges, Washington Senators, defeated the Angels 7-3 to stretch their win streak to six straight. Now Galen Sisko here with the pitch to Johnny Logan. Swung on as a ground ball to short. Burrites up with it. Plays on in time. Logan grounds out short to first to open up the top of the fifth. Now to bring up pitcher Vernon Law. In the three innings of play, the Detroit Tigers four and the Kansas City A's one. Pena for Kansas City. Rubaski in the third. Bunning for Detroit. Chuck Cathedral home in the second with nobody on. Right here. The Pirates lead the match by a score of 7-2. to two. One one Let's go looking in to get a sign now from catcher Jesse Gunder. With the windup and the pitch. Outside for ball one. Law is one for two this afternoon. New York Mets got a rally going there in the bottom half of the fourth to count two runs. Here's a swing and a high pop. Back of third, it is chased over near the stands now, and Burright is there, and shortstop. Burright can't get the glove on it. It's in the stands and out of play. He leaned over the railing trying to get a glove on it. Jim Hickman, the third baseman, went back, but he was cut off by the roll tarp there. One and one, the count to pitcher Vernon Law. Again, winds and fires. And the pitch is outside for ball. It's two and one. Dick Schofield is waiting on deck. And this pitch is outside and low. Three balls, one strike. the 3-1 pitch. Swung on, it's a ground ball to third. Taken on one hop by Hickman. The throw across is in time. The law has grounded out. There's two men out, nobody on base. And Dick Schofield's coming up. Schofield taking his time, of course, to give Vernon Law a chance to get back to the dugout. One of the duties of the leadoff man to protect his pitcher. That was the first chance by Jim Hickman today at third base. Handled cleanly. And smoothly. Cisco with the pitch. Breaking ball high for ball one. The Pirates got five runs in the top of the second and two in the fourth to lead seven to nothing. And then the Mets got two in the bottom of the fourth to make it seven two. That's a fastball in there for a call strike. It's one and one.
This pitch is low and inside. It is two and one. Nobody on base. This pitch is low. Three and one now to Schofield. Coming up to the All-Star break in the National League race, the Dodgers and the Giants. Top two spots in the league standing. Here's the pitch high, and Schofield has walked. That gives the Pirates a base runner at first with two men out, and Bill Verdon coming up. Of course, in the National League race, the Cubs, Cardinals, Cincinnati Reds still very much in the running. Cisco, set, check. And pitches high for ball one to Verdon. Cisco taking a moment now to work on the baseball. Biggest surprise to him in the National League race this year, the Chicago Cubs. Here's a pitch high for ball. 2-0. and Tommy Davis of the Dodgers started very slowly, but then came on with a rush and is on top in the National League batting race as of today. Here's a swing and a ground ball towards second. Ron Hunt has it. He plays to Harkness and the side's retired. So on the top of the fifth, the Pirates got no runs, no hits, no errors, and one left. And at the end of four and a half innings of play, it's the Pirates seven and the Mets two. There are plenty of new young players around this season. And it's anyone's guess how many of them will stay in the Major League. But here's something new that's already made it big with filter smokers everywhere. It's Viceroy's exclusive new slide top case. Fresh proof like a box, it slides right open, slides shut tight. It's the greatest improvement in cigarette packaging since the flip open box. You open and shut it with one hand. Inside, Viceroy. A filter cigarette that tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Yes, fans, if you smoke all seven leading brands, you'll find some taste too strong, just like the unfiltered kind. And others taste too light. They take all the fun and flavor out of smoking. But Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Smoke Viceroy in the exclusive slide top case or the familiar soft pack. Either way, you'll agree, Viceroy's got the taste that's right. In the bottom of the fifth, the Mets will open up with pitcher Galen Sisko. That's got two runs on three hits. In the bottom of the fourth, so let's see if they can uh, continue against Vernon Law. Here's a pitch swung on and missed. Cisco has been up 20 times, has one hit this year. It was a double. Vernon 
Law getting a sign from Smokey Bird just as the wind blows a little dust there in the home in the home plate area. Here's a pitch swung out and missed. Two strike count. Just as Law started his delivery, Cisco was out of the batter's box and Foreman held up play, so Law will have to get set all over again. Here is the two-strike pitch. Breaking ball low and away. It's one and two. And a pitch in there for a call, strike three. And that is strikeout number four for Vernon Law. Cisco is the victim. One away, and Jim Hickman's coming up. He is nothing for two today. The All-Star Game Tuesday, the National League, will have only two left-hand batters in the starting lineup. Ed Bailey, the catcher, and Bill White, the first baseman. So the American League, of course, has counted with a predominantly right-handed pitching staff. There's a breaking ball, swung on, slow curve. It's out of play. Foul ball. Strike one count to Hickman. Juan Pizarro is the only left-hander on the American League pitching staff. Swing and a foul ball. This one chopped right off the plate, and it's a two-strike count. And for the first time in history, the entire infield of the National League All-Stars is from one team, St. Louis Cardinals. Here's a breaking ball that misses outside and low. It's one and two. Vernon Law with a one-two pitch to Hickman. Fire it low and it's two and two. The National League will start a strong outfield alignment. Tommy Davis of the Dodgers in left. Willie Mays of the Giants in center. Henry Aaron of the Milwaukee Braves in right. 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Struck him out. Strikeout number five for Vernon Law. Two away. Nobody on. In the bottom of the fifth with the Pirates leading by a score of 7-2 to and Ron Hunt coming up. He's nothing for two today. But began the rally in the bottom of the fourth when he was on on Logan's throwing error. Hunt later came on to score the first Met run. The managers can't ever figure out uh, just exactly how they want to use pitchers in the All-Star game until they see who pitches today. Here's a pitch high for a ball. That's the Jim Bunning of the Detroit Tigers is on the American League staff. He is pitching today. Started and has come all the way so far for the Detroit Tigers. Warren Spahn working for the Milwaukee Braves today. Scheduled to. Here's a swing and a drive to center field. And right there is Bill Verdon drifting back. Makes the catch and the Mets are out in order in the bottom of the fifth with no runs on no hits, no errors, and none left at the end of five. It's the Pirates seven, the Mets two. We're going to the sixth inning. Before we do, we pause for station identification. You're tuned to WGY Schenectady, your New York Met station. The time is 3.33 and the temperature is 74 degrees. This is Lindsay Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at the Polo Grounds in New York. 
Roberto Clemente coming up for the Pirates to face Galen Sisko. Clemente is two for three this afternoon. He has scored one run and driven in one. He's had two home runs in this series so far, both to right field. Sisko with a windup in the pitch. Swung on, and there's a foul ball back at first. Harkness gives it a run, but this one is going on over and into the stands out of play. Strike one is the count. Pitcher of record for the New York Mets, the man who started, Jay Hook. Vernon Law, of course, started for the Pirates and is still in. by Cisco. Breaking ball. It's outside. It's one and one. Clemente is the lone Pittsburgh representative on the National League All-Star team. That pitch is outside for ball. It's two and one. Again with the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and driven deep to center. Kersall is there waiting and he makes the catch. One away, nobody on and it'll be Jerry Lynch. He is one for two in a walk and has driven in one run today. The All-Star game, of course, was begun as a feature of the Chicago World's Fair in 1933 and in the early years, the American League dominated the All-Star game. In recent years, the National League has dominated the All-Star game. Here's a pitch in there for a called strike. Overall, the American League has won 17, the National League has won 15, and one game ended in a 1-1 tie. Swing and a foul ball back at third, digging is Hickman, and he one-hands it for the out. That ball hung up there just long enough to allow Jim Hickman to get over with a backhand stab. And they're two ways. Smokey Burgess coming up now. He is homeward, he is walked, and he is single. Smokey's home run was the first run scored in this ballgame today. We're in the top of the sixth, the Pirates seven, the Mets two. Throwing in a ground ball to third. It'll be a tough chance for Hickman up with it. He throws on, and he is safe at first base. Smokey Burgess gets the base hit. Hickman fielded the ball and fired on, but not in time to get Burgess. And when Burgess beats one out, you figure that uh, there would have been a lot of people who would have been safe on the same play. It's space it. Don Clendenin's coming up. Two for three today. Has scored one and driven in one. Here's a swing and a fly ball to deep right, but Snyder's in the warning track now moving over near the wall, and he makes the catch for the out. In the top of the sixth, the Pirates got no runs on one hit. No errors and one left. In the five and a half innings, it is the Pirates seven and the Mets two. What's your idea of a wonderful day? Weather-wise, it's probably something just about like today in New York. What do you do on a day like that? An excursion into the country? A day on the sound? A trip to a lake? Maybe that long journey into the backyard with your portable radio to listen to the Mets game. No matter which, any day becomes a little bit more wonderful when you have refreshing Rhine Gold beer on hand. 
Yes, Rheingold is something special when it comes to beer. And Dry tells you why. Rheingold's way of brewing is long, slow, and costly, but you can measure the difference in taste. Rheingold is beer as beer should taste, brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Isn't that the way you want your beer to be? Well, sure it is. So, make Rheingold your beer. Join the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. Find out for yourself why Rheingold is New York's largest selling beer. Have a glass right now. Mets will send up Duke Snyder in the bottom half of the sixth inning. He has been up twice and he has two base hits today. Duke is batting 231 at the moment. Facing right-hand pitcher Vernon Law, who started for the Pirates and has been in all the way. Mets trail by five. This is a single game, a Sunday singleton at the polo ground. First pitch to Snyder is inside for ball one. Now Snyder asks that umpire Al Foreman examine the ball. And he's taking it out of play. Found a little discoloration on it. That ball is served up there. Sometimes the batter can see a dark spot. And then asks that the umpire look at it to get it out of play. Here is a swing and a miss. Swing on a fastball. It's 1-1. The pitch is low. Two balls and one strike now. And it is swung on and missed. Two and two to Snyder with Jesse Gonda waiting around on deck. Mets got a rally going in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Got two runs and threatened to get more. And now here's the two-two pitch. It's high for a ball. It's a full count to Snyder. blowing a little bit in and across now at the polo grounds and rather stiffly at this moment. Here's a payoff pitch. Swung on and there's a pop foul back at third going on over into the stand and out of play. So the count holds full at three and two. Now it's got five runs in the second, two runs in the fourth. They led seven nothing at that point. Then the Mets picked up there two to make it seven to two and that's where we are right now. This is the final game before the All-Star break. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on, chopped off foul, right down into the batter's box, into the dirt. Avernon Law looks in again to Smokey Burgess. Starts the motion. Here's the pitch. Let's up high and walk him. That is the first walk issued today by Vernon Law. Coming to Duke Snyder in the bottom of the sixth. Jesse Gonder coming up now. Nobody on. Runner at first. Gonder had a long fly ball to right field in the bottom of the fourth. He struck out swinging in the bottom of the first. 
Around his batting average right now is 324. checks the runner and the pitch swung on and missed for strike one at first base Don Clendenin is not trying to hold Snyder on since the Pirates have a five run lead again Law checks and deals it's high and away for a ball 1-1 to Gunder he has played, Jesse Gonder has been able to swing that bat. Snyder takes his lead. This pitch is a little high and a little tight. It's two and one out of Gonder. That's, of course, with three catches again on the squad, Gonder and Sherry and Coleman. Pitch is high and outside for a ball. It's three and one now to Jesse Gonder with Thomas on deck for the Mets. And the bullpen is touring around. Uh, the Pittsburgh bullpen. And it's a fellow who has seen a lot of action. Right-hander Al McBean getting up down there. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Swung on. That's deep to center field. Going way back is Burton. It's in this curving away from him. It is one hop to the low wall in front of the bleachers. Snyder coming to third is held up. Gondor's at second with a long double. Gondor's at second and third. That one took one short hop and then hit the low green wall in front of the center field bleachers on the left field side. A long drive by Jesse Gondor for a double. So the Mets. Have runners at second and third. Nobody out, and Frank Thomas coming up. Thomas single left to drive in the run in the bottom half of the fourth inning. The Pirates are leading by a score of seven to two. Brian down there says Rockville Center loves the Mets. Another one says New Jersey loves the Mets. And the Mets fans. Trying to get something started here. Bernard Law works straight away on the pitch to the right-hand batter. Swung on as a drive, deep to left, way back, going, going. This one is gone. A home run for Thomas. A three-run homer. Snyder is crossing the plate. Jesse Gunder is crossing the plate. That is home run, number six for Frank Thomas. The score is seven to five. just missed going completely out of the ballpark. It hit the facade of the roof of the upper deck in left field. Now Danny Mershaw comes out of the pirate dugout and he's on his way to the mound. He has McBean throwing in the bullpen. The Pirates have uh, the Mets have cut the pirate lead to two runs with nobody out here in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Last weekend, when the Pirates swept the three-game set in the Mets, McBean finished all three games. The Pirates won all three, of course. Save one for friends, save one for Gibbon, and save one for himself. And the sign has gone to the bullpen. That is going to be all for Vernon Law. We're going to get a pitching change right here. McBean takes his final toss in the bullpen, walks around, says a word uh, to somebody, and comes on in toward the mound. 
So Vernon Law will be leaving after having pitched five innings and faced three men in the sixth. He has allowed five runs on six hits. He has struck out five and walked one. to make his 26th game appearance. He has a record of eight victories and two losses. He's had seven starts this year. His record against the Mets, one victory and no losses. Alvin O'Neill McBean. Say, there's no time like the present, and what better way to use it than to pour yourself a tall, cold glass of Rheingold Extra Dry. You know, Rheingold is beer is beer. Should taste and dry tells you why. Mertzall waiting there with Vernon Law for the arrival of McBean. Law gives him the baseball and the Deacon Vernon Law starts the long track to the clubhouse in center field. He leaves here, of course, as pitcher of record and leaves with a two-run lead. Since there are no base runners, he cannot be charged with any further damage, so his record five innings, three batters in the sixth. Five runs, six hits, five strikeouts, and one walk. The Phillies and the Cubs are now in the sixth inning, tied 1-1. Mahaffey against Ellsworth. Bob Perky will be pitching for the Cincinnati Reds this afternoon in the first game of the doubleheader in Los Angeles. And Sandy Koufax will go for the Dodgers. In the two innings, the Cardinals nothing, the Giants nothing. Kurt Simmons against Jack Sanford. Cleveland and the Yankees in the bottom of the seventh with the Cleveland leading by a score of 9-2. Marshall Bridges has come in now for the Yankees. Ralph Terry started, Kunkel in the fifth, Bridges in the seventh, Jack Craley called away for Cleveland. The White Sox have scored a run in the seventh and lead the Red Sox one to nothing in the six and a half inning. Raditz is in there in relief of LeMay for the Boston Red Sox. Right now, left-hand batter and first baseman Tim Harkness steps in for the New York Mets. Face right-hand pitcher Al McBean. He's in for the windup in the pitch. He is in there for a call strike. Roger Craig and Ken McKenzie throwing in the Mets bullpen now. Here's a pitch for on. Has a fly ball to short center. Coming in is Burton. He's there now. Has it lined up waiting. Burton makes the catch and there's one away for the Mets in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Score the Pirates. Seven, the Mets five, and Jim Pearsall's coming up. The New York Mets battling back at the polo ground. Pearsall had a sacrifice fly to left to drive in a run in the bottom half of the fourth. McBean's pitch is in there for a call strike. Official paid attendance here at the Polo Grounds this Sunday afternoon, 9,741. Here's a pitch swung on and foul back out of play. Service and fresh here today, 498. Total in the ballpark, 10,239. Here's waggles the bat, chokes up as he waits. Here's a two-strike pitch. Swung on, chopped off foul. Count holds it two strikes. Larry Burright is on deck. Hopeful that the Mets can continue the rally. Casey Single has a lefty and a righty throwing in the bullpen. 
Pearsall batting number seven in the batting order. One away here and nobody on base. Here's a swing and a fly ball to right center field. Clemente cutting across. Calls for it and Roberto Clemente makes the catch. Two away, nobody on. And now shortstop, Larry Burwright coming on. Rallied for two in the fourth and three here in the sixth. There's a pitch low and away for a ball. Al McBean getting a sign from Smokey Burgess. There's a pitch in there for a call strike. Well, the Washington Senators won the first game today from the Angels 7-3 to extend their win streak to six straight, and Washington has scored five runs in the bottom of the first inning of the second game. Don Zimmer homered with the bases loaded. Swing and a ground ball to second. Taken there by Schofield. He throws on to Clint Dunnan. In time, and the side is retired. So in the bottom of the sixth, the Mets got three runs on two hits, no errors and none left. And at the end of six innings, it is the Pirates seven and the Mets five. Well, the All-Star break is coming up, and then the Mets will uh, resume against the league-leading Dodgers on Wednesday night. And to tell you all about what's going to happen in that series, here is Bob Murphy. Okay, Lindsay, with Sandy Koufax pitching in one game of the doubleheader today on the West Coast. That means the Mets will probably be up against Koufax about Thursday or possibly Friday night in the four-game series, which opens here with the makeup game on Wednesday night. The makeup game necessitated when the Dodgers came to town the first time this year. They were scheduled to play two games. One game was played. Roger Craig going the distance as the Mets won a thriller, 4-2. to two. The other game was rained out, and that'll be the game this Wednesday night. The Dodgers series, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon, Family Day. Next Saturday on Family Day, Dad buys a seat in the grandstand for $1.30 and then gets the seats for Mom and the rest of the children for $0.50 cents each. A wonderful opportunity to get the whole family together and join in on the fun of the Mets and the Dodgers. In the seventh inning, Bob Bailey is leading off against Galen Sisko. Swing and a miss, strike one. Bailey one hit and three times up, and that was a hit and run, a home run to right field during the five-run second inning. Bucks seven runs on ten hits and one error, and New York five runs on six hits and no errors. Now Galen over the head, down comes his pitch. In the dirt, blocked by Jesse Gander, one ball and one strike. Galen now has worked two and one-third innings in relief. And he tries a curve that breaks too low. Two balls and a strike. Jay Hook was the starter. Jay was knocked out in the second inning during the five-run outburst. Don Rowe then worked two innings, gave up two runs, three hits. Galen Sisko has gone two and a third. A drive in the air to left field. Thomas there waiting. Makes the catch one down. 
One away and nobody on now in the visiting seventh inning. The number eight man in the order, veteran shortstop, Johnny Logan, coming on. Logan has taken a call third strike, grounded out pitcher to first, and grounded out to short. Here's the windup pitched by Cisco, a fastball in for a call strike. Pirates hope to have their stalwart, Bill Mazeroski, back in action right after the All-Star break. In the dirt, one ball, one strike to Johnny Logan. Mets at one time were trailing seven to nothing. They now trail by only two runs, seven to five. A fly ball hit the right field. Duke Snyder just walked in to be under this one, and Duke puts it away, two men down. Now the hitter will be Al McBean, who came on to relieve Vernon Law. It would be hard to imagine anybody pitching a better relief ball than Al McBean has done for Pittsburgh. In relief, McBean has won six, lost only one, and has saved numerous games. Foul ball off the mask of Jesse Gonder. One of the real highlights of the season for Al McBean in relief was the game he relieved against the St. Louis Cardinals. Held the Redbirds in check and then hit a home run in the 12th inning to win the game. Ground ball, slash to shortstop. Burrowright fumbles it, picks it up, and pegs in time. The side is out. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Another good inning of relief by Galen Sisko, and now it's time for the seventh inning stretch. At the end of six and a half innings, the score, the Pirates seven and the New York Mets five. Greenpool is coming out, and he'll be batting for Galen Fisco in the last half of the seventh inning. Roger Craig. Continuing to warm up for the New York Mets as Cranepool comes out now to hit for Galen Fisco. Galen did a good job in relief. He held the Bucks in check and gave the offense a chance to get the Mets back in the game. Now McBean, hard-throwing right-hander, delivers a foul ball back upstairs. No play. McBean and his previous release since against New York has been almost untouchable. Now the pitch on the way. He lays off and it's a little bit high. One ball, one strike. Now the right-hander from the Virgin Islands winds and pitches a line drive caught by Bob Bailey. Hard liner hit by Cranepool. 
but Bailey stuck a glove up and picked it out of the air. Eddie had no luck whatsoever with that one. He hit it hard. One away and nobody on. Now the top of the order for Jim Hickman. Jim has grounded out to short, flied to right, and been struck out. 0 for 3. It's thrown by McBean, a foul ball, whacked off to the right and in the upper deck, strike one. Now McBean out of the windup delivers a high fly ball at the right field. Roberto Clemente jogging in, draws a beat on it, and makes the catch, two men down. Two outs and nobody on now. The last of the seventh. McBean in relief has now retired five in a row. Wednesday night, the makeup game with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Johnny Padres will be on the mound for the league-leading Dodgers. Now two outs and nobody on. Ron Hunt facing McBean. Leans in and lets it go outside and high. One ball and no strike. Now the pitcher on the way outside and low. Two balls and no strike. deep to left field. Way back goes Jerry Lynch to the warning track. He's there and he makes the catch right in front of the wall in deep left center field. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. McBean in relief has retired six in a row at the end of seven the score. The Pirates seven and the New York Mets five. Now, as we get set to go along to the eighth inning, while the teams are changing sides and Roger Craig comes in to take over the pitching, let's get together with Ralph and check the other games. Okay, Bob, Philadelphia and Chicago in a real pitcher's duel. It's one-to-one after five-and-a-half. Art Mahaffey for Philadelphia against Dick Ellsworth for the Cubs. Milwaukee scheduled at Houston in the night game. Cincinnati out on the coast against Los Angeles and Bob Perkey against Sandy Koufax. The two starting pitches in that ball game. And don't forget that L.A., will open up after the All-Star break against the Mets here Wednesday night, July 10th, which is a makeup game that's not on your schedule. They'll also play on Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, family day, and Dad can get into the ballpark, a grandstand ticket for $1.30, and Mom and the kids, all the kids come in for 50 cents each. That's the first of two out there, Cincinnati against Los Angeles. Also on the coast, in the first of two, St. Louis at San Francisco, the first game underway. Kurt Simmons against Jack Sanford. And that game, no score after four innings of play. In the American League, the New York Yankees are taking the pasting from Cleveland right now by a score of 11-2 after seven and a half innings of play. Jack Kralik working on the victory. He was the starting pitcher for Cleveland. Now in pitching for the Yankees, Marshall Bridges. He came in the game in the seventh inning. Alvis, Bright, Luplow, and Askew home runs in that game. That's the first of two. Chicago now has broken the shutout against Boston. They now lead one to nothing after seven and one half innings. Wilhelm starting for the Chicago White Sox, working on the shutout. Now in in place of LeMay Bizradich for Boston. 
And Milwaukee now 3-2 to two over Baltimore after seven and one-half innings. Perry against Pappas, a home run by Orsino in that ball game. Also in the American League, Washington now has won their sixth straight. They defeated Los Angeles 7-3 in the first game of a doubleheader. In the second game, Washington has scored five runs in the bottom half of the first. They lead 5 to nothing. Boychak against Duckworth, a home run by Don Zimmer, where the bases loaded. Kansas City won, Detroit four after five and a half, Trabowski against Bunning, and that is the first of two there, and that's the story in baseball. Now here's Bob. Okay, Ralph, it's the eighth inning, and Dick Schofield, a switch batter, is up against Roger Craig. So Roger, out of his windup pitches, inside and low, it's ball one. Roger making his fourth relief appearance of the year. All of the other outings have been as a starting pitcher. Second time that Casey has used him in relief against Pittsburgh. Ground ball on the right side. Ron Hunt digs it out of the dirt. Whips the peg to Tim Harkness, one man away. Now before Bill Verdon comes on to hit, let's pause for station identification. This is WGY's Schenectady, 810 on your dial, where the time is three minutes after four and the temperature is 74. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson. We're in the eighth inning with the Bucks leading the Mets 7-5. to five. The hitter is the center fielder, Bill Verdon. Low and inside, one ball and no strike. Verdon twice has grounded out to second and on two occasions has drawn a walk. Veteran left-hand hitter waiting. Takes inside and low, ball two, two balls and no strike. Galen Sisko turning in a solid relief job. Galen in three and a third allowed no runs and gave up just one single. Foul ball hit down toward Ron Northey. No play in the count, two balls and a strike. Galen throttled the Pirates and gave the Mets a chance to get back in the ball game. And Frank Thomas came up with a big three-run homer. Frank has driven in four of the five runs scored by New York. Next pitch on the way. It's over for a call strike, two and two. Ball game right before the All-Star break is a little bit like the last day of the season. A manager can use his entire pitching staff. Carl Willie, who pitches against the Dodgers on Wednesday night, is now tuning up. Inside and low, it's three and two. And Danny Murtaugh has two starting pitchers, Bob Friend and Don Cardwell, listing up in his bullpen. Now the 3-2 delivery. A ground ball bounced to the right of Ron Honey, knocks it down but can't get a play. And Verdon is on. It'll be a base hit for Bill Verdon. Set number 11 for the Pirates. The hitter coming on is Roberto Clemente. Clemente has had an outstanding series. He's had six hits and 13 times at bat, including two home runs, and has made about five remarkable plays in the outfield. It's thrown by Craig. A swing and a miss, strike one. Clemente thought he held up on the swing. Jumps to his feet and starts to argue with Al Foreman. He almost jumped off the ground to go after a pitch over his head, and in so doing, his momentum spun him all the way around, and he fell to the ground. Roberto will jump off the ground to try and hit him or try and hit curveballs that are breaking down in the dirt. 
the outside corner. One ball and one strike. Fastball <laughs> under the knees. Two balls and one strike. Money hitting at 318 on the year. He backs up Henry Aaron in right field in the All-Star game on Tuesday. Now throw to first. Another throw to first. Not in time. On Tuesday, Alvin Dark will have for left fielders Tommy Davis, the batting champion, Willie McCovey, and Stan Musial. In center field, Willie Mays and Duke Snyder, and in right field, Henry Aaron and Roberto Clemente. A strike on the outside corner. Count even now, two balls and two strikes. Cincinnati with two outstanding outfielders, Frank Robinson and Veda Penson, but they had to be left off. You can't take everybody. Robinson slowed up recently with an injury. 2-2 delivery. Fouled out of play. Back toward the upper deck, and the count stays the same. Pittsburgh 7, New York 5. Burden the runner on first base. One man down. Now the pitch to Clemente. A drive toward right center field. A base hit in it may go up the alley. Snyder tracking it down in deep right center. Clemente on his way to second. He's in with a double. Holding on at third after making the turn. Bill Burden. Clemente has seven hits in 14 times at bat in this series, including two home runs. So the Bucks have runners on second and third, one down, and the hitter is Jerry Lynch. Very crucial point in the game right here for the New York Mets. Mets were behind seven to nothing, rallied to get five runs, now trail seven to five. Pirates trying to strengthen their lead, have runners on second and third, one out. Burgess, the on-deck batter, and then Glenn Dennon. Now Craig out of his land at the pitch. A ground ball hit beyond Ron Hunt. A base hit the right center field. Burden comes in to score. Here's Clemente coming down the line and scoring to make it 9-5. to five. Now Jerry Lynch will leave the game in favor of a pinch runner, Ted Savage. Collecting his second hit, a ground single up the middle, driving two runs in. Three hits in a row by the Pirates. They now lead 9-5, to five, and Savage has come in to run for Lynch. He'll take over for him in left field. Now Smokey Burge is up. Here's the pitcher on the way, and Smokey pops the ball up. Harkness coming up the line is waved off by Gonder. Harkness in turn waves him off and makes the play for the out. 
Ball caught in fair territory. on the way, a high fly ball that has hit a country mile going up toward the roof and over the roof, a home run. Don Clendenin hitting a towering fly that lands up on the back of the roof of the polo ground for a two-run homer. For Clendenin, his ninth home run of the year. That is the third home run in the game by Pittsburgh, and they now lead 11 to 5. So the Bucks have four runs in here in the eighth inning to lead 11 to 5, and the hitter is Bob Bailey. Craig Adams lined up the pitch. He has to duck under and get out of the way. One ball and no strike. Clendenin and Jerry Lynch have each driven in three runs. Smokey Burgess and Bob Bailey have knocked in two and Clemente one. Pitch outside and Craig goes behind on Bailey now, three and nothing. Roger retired Schofield, the first man up in the eighth inning, but Burden then bounced the base hit through. Clemente doubled to right center. Burgess was retired, but Don Clendenin followed with a two-run homer. So here on the eighth inning, Jerry Lynch has singled in two and Clinton has homered two runs in. Now the pitch outside, ball four, and Bailey walks. Johnny Logan coming on to hit. Logan, the eighth man up in the inning. When the Pirates scored five runs back in the second inning, they had 11 men come up. Fly ball in the air to center field, fairly deep. Backpedaling Jimmy Pearsall, and Jim makes the catch for the out. Side retired, Pittsburgh getting four runs on four hits, no errors, and one left on. Now at the end of seven and a half innings to score the Pirates 11 and the New York Mets 5. Pittsburgh now with Ted Savage playing left field. Duke Snyder is the hitter against Al McBean. Snyder a perfect day at the plate with two for two and a base on ball. Al McBean winding the pitch. Taken inside and high by Duke. One ball and no strike. Duke Snyder and Roger Craig will be traveling to Cleveland for the All-Star game. Duke will be playing in the game. Slow grounder down the first baseline. McBean easily picks it up. Throws to Clendenin, one man down. Roger Craig is the player representative for the New York Mets. They'll be having a session of the player reps, and so Roger will be on hand.
Jesse Gander, the hitter. Jesse hit a long double to deep left center his last time at bat. His double carried over the head of Bill Verdon and on one bounce was up against the bleacher wall in left center. First game is over in Cleveland. The Indians beat the Yankees 11-3. A change-up curve that's fouled to the screen. There were five home runs in that Cleveland-New York game. Yankee home runs hit by Harry Bright and Phil Lenz. For Cleveland, Max Alvis, Al Luplo, and Jose Askew. Indians, 11 runs on 14 hits. Taken high, one ball, one strike. Yankees, three runs on nine hits. Craig now is 9-6 and six after picking up the victory, and Ralph Terry, the loser. Ralph has won eight and lost nine. Lined hard, a base hit to left field. Waiting for the ball to come off on the carom, Ted Savage. And holding with a single to left field, Jesse Gander. Well, Jesse broke in with two hits and a walk last night, and he has two for four in the game today. Now, here's the batting star of the game for the New York Mets, Frank Thomas. Frank singled home a run in the fourth inning and then hit a three-run homer in the sixth inning. So Thomas has driven in four of the five runs to hike his total for the year to 28. Jim Hickman, the club leader, with 31. Pitch by McBean, a fastball over, strike one. Al McBean in relief had retired seven straight when Jesse Gander singled to left field. moves Savage a little bit more toward the left field line. A ground ball hit down to third. Bailey throws to second for one. Schofield to Clendenin. Double play. Tried retired on the double play in the last of the eighth inning. No runs, one hit, no errors, and then left on. McBean in three innings of relief has allowed no runs given just one hit. Now at the end of eight, the score of the Pirates 11 and the Mets 5. For the three night games with the Dodgers, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night, the gates here at the Polo Grounds will be open at 5.30 p.m. The Wednesday night game is a makeup game and does not appear on your regular schedule. That game scheduled as a result of the game that was rained out between the Mets and Dodgers the first time the Dodgers came to New York this year. Thursday night, July 11th, Friday night, July 12th, and then Saturday afternoon, the Family Day game. And on Family Day, Dad buys a seat in the grandstand for $1.30, then gets the tickets for Mom and the children for 50 cents each. So it's the Dodgers and the Mets on Wednesday night, right after the All-Star game in Cleveland on Tuesday. In the ninth inning, Al McBean will be out against Roger Craig. Pittsburgh, 11 runs on 14 hits. They had 11 runs and 17 hits in the game last night. On Friday afternoon, they won a pitching duel, getting three runs on four hits. Roberto Clemente won the Friday afternoon game with a two-run homer with two out in the eighth inning. Pitched by Roger Craig is outside. One ball and no strikes.
Pittsburgh hit one homer on Friday, two last night, and they have had three today, a total of six in the series. A blooping drive hit down the right field line going foul. No play. He hit that one right off the end of the bat on the count. One ball, one strike. got a piece of it, one and two on McBean. Al McBean hitting for the second time in the game. McBean had a run of four games against the Mets in which, in relief, he won one and saved three. One-two delivery. Foul ball again, drifting off toward the upper deck to the right. No play. Roger Craig, the fourth pitcher used by Casey in today's game. Now Roger out of his windup. The pitch, foul ball driven down the left field line. Ball hitting on the scoreboard near the top of the upper deck. Scoreboard operator in left field, peering out through the window, had to duck down in a hurry. One of the coziest spots you'll ever be in is to be inside that scoreboard. Broadcasting football. The one-two delivery. Foul ball back to the upper deck. No play. Once you get down in there, for a football game, your location is terrific. You're right on the 50-yard line. And everything is fine unless you want to move. Like being strapped in a dental chair. The one-two delivery. A drive to right field for a base hit by McBean. Now Snyder grabs it on a hop and McBean takes the turn. He has the 15th hit of the game for Pittsburgh. Mets of use, Jay Hook, Don Rowe, Galen Sisko, and Roger Craig in the game today. Most effective of the four has been Galen Sisko. Galen and three and a third gave up only one single, allowed no runs, walked one, and struck out none. Inside and low on Dick Schofield. Dick Schofield is 0 for 4. He walked once. Ground ball hit toward Ron Hunt. Ron flips the the right for one on to first, not in time. <laughs> Al McBeanie raced Ron Hunt to Larry Burright. In the American League game at Fenway Park, the Red Sox got a run in the last of the ninth inning to tie the White Sox one-to-one at the end of nine. Hoyt Wilhelm has gone all the way for the White Sox. Mon Bouquet is now in relief for the Red Sox. Hits a long drive toward right. Snyder on the warning track makes the catch. 
Duke had to reach up and take it over his shoulder right in front of the wall in right field. two away in the ninth inning. Paris leading 11-5 and the hitter is Roberto Clemente. Clemente had three for five last night and he's three for five in the game today. Had one hit in the Friday game and that was the winning hit of the game, a two-run homer in the eighth. Ball one, it's outside. For the Pirates in today's game, Clendenin and Lynch have each driven three runs in. Ground ball bounced toward Larry Burright. Burright running to second, steps there, and that retires the side. In the ninth inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, one left on. Now at the end of eight and a half innings, the score, the Pirates 11 and the New York Mets 5. Tim Harkness facing Al McBean in the home ninth inning. A swing and a miss, strike one. Now Al McBean out of his windup. The pitch thrown inside and low. One ball, one strike. delivery by McBean. Harkness lays off. It's outside and high. Two and one. Pitch is over to Tim Harkness. He didn't think so. And fusses for a moment with Al Foreman. The count now. Two and two. ball hit down to Clendon on the underhand toss down to McBean covering one down in the last of the ninth inning. Al McBean has become the ace fireman of the Pittsburgh mound staff, an honor previously held over the years by Elroy Face. Now Jimmy Parasol coming up, Jim O for two, knocked a run in with a sacrifice fly in the fourth inning. For the Bucks in today's game, Roberto Clemente, Smokey Burgess, and Don Clendenin all getting three base hits. In the RBI category, Clendenin and Lynch each drove three runs in. Smokey Burgess and Bob Bailey, two each, and Roberto Clemente, one. Three homers in the game by Pittsburgh by Burgess, Bailey, and Clendenin. Call strike on the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Now Cliff Cook has come out in the circle, and he'll bat for Larry Burright. Pittsburgh, 11 runs on 15 hits, one error. New York, five runs on seven hits, no errors. McBean rocks and deals. A smash knockdown. He has to chase it off the mound, picks it up, throws to first in time for the out. 
Real scrambling on the part of Al McBean. A belt-high liner hit right back to him. He got his glove up, the ball hit his glove, and then skidded out towards short. But McBean located the ball in a hurry, scrambled and got it and threw the first in time. Two outs and nobody on. The batter is cooked. Cliff hitting for Larry Burright. Now the pitcher on the way, outside and high. Al McBean working a four-inning relief stint in this game. He replaced Vern Law after Thomas hit a three-run homer in the sixth inning. He took over with nobody on, nobody out. Fastball over for a strike. One ball, one strike. Next pitcher on the way to Cliff Cook, and it's taken high. Ball two, two and one. Rod Keneal has come out on deck. Rod will hit for Roger Craig if Cook can keep it going here in the last half of the ninth. Two-one delivery. Ball three outside, three and one. The Mets scored two runs in the fourth inning and three in the sixth inning. In the fourth inning, Thomas and Pirasol each drove in a run. Call strike two. He was taking all the way, and now the string is out, three and two. Then in the sixth inning, a walk, a double by Gonder, and Thomas hit a three-run homer. Pitching three and two. Bounced foul. He stays alive. Monday and Tuesday, days away for the New York Mets. Tuesday, the All-Star game from Cleveland. Wednesday night, the Dodgers end to start the four-game series. On Wednesday night, it's Johnny Padres against Carl Willey. Foul ball wafted out of play toward the upper deck. Count remains at three and two on Cook. McBean with a 3-2 pitch. Fouled again. Back toward the press box. No play. Once again, it's 3-2. and two. A drive in the air to right field. Clemente going back is under it. Makes the catch and the game and the series is over. Cliff Cook lines out to Clemente in the ninth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. So Al McBean, in four innings of relief, allowed no runs, gave up just one hit. Walked none and struck out none. Wednesday night, the Dodgers come in now to open the four-game series. Wednesday night will be the makeup game. Then Thursday night, Friday night, and a day game, family day, next Saturday afternoon.